0: This is Lisa Nearing with another episode of Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. This podcast is sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North Homeschool Academy offers live, online, and self-paced classes, clubs, testing, ebooks, and more. Our teachers are passionate about their subject matter, dedicated to providing quality education using both traditional and non-traditional approaches to making learning enjoyable, fun, and fulfilling. Check out our self-paced classes. These are high-quality classes that include a professional podcast, projects, quizzes, and tests, and are worth a half a high school credit. Choose from ASL 1 and 2, culinary arts, biotechnology, 3D printing, game design, and more. Also this month, we're featuring a fall bucket list printable, completely free to you. Links to the freebie are in the show notes. For the past month, we've been focusing on the soft skill of work ethic, but today we're going to introduce the soft skill of critical thinking skills. What exactly are critical thinking skills? According to Robert Weisberg, critical thinking skills are an ability to use reason to move beyond the acquisition of facts to uncover deep meaning. Today, I'm going to more fully define critical thinking, talk about why it is such a necessary skill to develop, and then talk about how to teach it. Later on this month, we continue the discussion on critical thinking skills with a guest speaker who is a financial advisor, our own Adam Prusan, teacher extraordinaire, and my husband, Dr. David Nearing, who will talk about the importance of active listening, what it is, and how to implement this skill. For now, we're going to jump in how to define critical thinking, talk about why it's necessary, and how to teach it. Our family recently watched the movie Argo, about the CIA extraction of Americans during the Iranian Revolution in 1979. The premise of the movie is that there are no good options for getting the Americans out, and so the hero develops this crazy story about scouting a location for a movie and getting the ground crew out by pretending that they are the film crew. It was a crazy, high possibility of failure plan of rescue, and it actually worked. It's also a fantastic example of critical thinking. The word critical derives etymologically from two Greek words, kritikos, meaning discerning judgment, and criterion, meaning standards. Etymologically, then, the word implies the development of discerning judgment based on standards. In Webster's New World Dictionary, the relevant entry reads, characterized by careful analysis and judgment, and it is followed by critical in its strictest sense. It implies an attempt at objective judgment so as to determine both merits and faults. Applied to thinking then, we might provisionally define critical thinking as the following, that which explicitly aims at well-founded judgment and utilizes appropriate evaluative standards in the attempt to determine the true worth, merit, or value of something. I know this is a lot of information and a lot to take in. I hope you listen to it again if you need to because there's a lot of definitions. Critical thinking skills demand the ability to keep an open mind, to keep the facts straight, and to arrive at logical, fact-based solutions. Perhaps the most important aspect of critical thinking is what is so beautifully illustrated in the above example from the movie Argo, and that is transferability. The CIA operatives were able to think about a scenario, however far-fetched, and transfer it to a situation that could save American lives. Critical thinking skills demand that we think fluidly and dynamically instead of with static determination. Critical thinking skills offer us new opportunities, new ways of knowing, being, and understanding, and new concepts, perceptions, and even beliefs about ourselves, others, and the world around us. In this new age of digital technology, there's really a growing gap between skill and wisdom. As my husband says, we're growing more technologically astute and more interpersonally retarded. James Martin states, Today, deep reflection about our future circumstances is eclipsed by the rush to build faster, cheaper, smarter, more efficient gadgets. Society's best brains are saturated with immediate issues that become ever more complex rather than reflecting on why we are doing this and what the long-term consequences will be. In other words, technology is advancing faster than the time we need to take to process its worth or meaning. We are in what is called the fourth industrial revolution. This includes developments in fields such as AI, robotics, 3D printing, genetics, biotech, nanotech, and machine learning. The synergy between these fields will cause disruption to labor markets and create enormous change in skill sets needed to survive and thrive. Kids in high school are literally preparing for jobs that don't yet exist. As a result, the need for critical thinking skills is greater than ever before. In fact, a person's possession of critical thinking skills is far more predictive of a person's ability to make positive life choices than simply raw intelligence. So let's break it down. What exactly are critical thinking skills? Critical thinking is the ability to think clearly and rationally about what to do or what to believe. It includes the ability to engage in reflective and independent thinking. Someone with critical thinking skills is able to do the following. One, solve problems systematically and sequentially. Two, understand and identify important ideas and how and to whom they are relevant. Three, make logical connections between ideas across subject matters and time. Four, create organize, and deliver, as well as evaluate arguments. Five, identify inconsistencies, errors, and fallacies in reasoning. And finally, reflect on, identify, and offer an apologetic for one's own core beliefs and values. We probably all know that book-smart person. Critical thinking isn't simply being able to accumulate and regurgitate information. It's not simply the ability to memorize vast amounts of information. We all know people whom we can identify as, quote-unquote, too smart for their own good. In other words, they know all the things, but they have very little common sense. Knowing all the things is not critical thinking. That's why people often disparage memory work because simply memorizing without context is very limited. But combine memory work with critical thinking skills and contextualized knowledge about the world, and all of a sudden you have students who are growing in understanding and pushing towards wisdom. A critical thinker can deduce as well as infer. They are both an information gatherer and a problem solver. So what's the difference between deducing and inferring information? Well, inductive reasoning, or inference, moves from specific instances into a generalized conclusion, while deductive reasoning moves from generalized principles that are known to be true to a specific conclusion. So critical thinking develops both inference and deductive reasoning abilities. Critical thinking has to do with not so much the amount of information you know, but what is called information fluency. Information fluency has to do with knowing which information to discard and which to pursue. This includes having the ability to analyze data to determine if it's true or not, and then applying the data to a question or a problem. Critical thinking demands specific skills such as analysis, evaluation, and inference. It also requires a specific stance, including open-mindedness, inquisitiveness, and perseverance. However, how we think critically changes depending on what it is we're thinking critically about. Critical thinking about science is different than critically thinking about languages or literature, which is also different than thinking critically about, say, theology or psychology. Being able to solve problems, think systematically, and connect the dots is an asset in any career. We live in an information and tech-driven economy with lightning quick changes. This new economy is gonna place increasing demands on having the intellectual skills to process new information, integrate it into existing information, process in relationships, and solve problems across languages, economies, and even geography. Critical thinking will enhance one's ability to communicate, which as we've talked about before, is considered the queen of soft skills. Of course, as people of faith, Integrity is king, but communication runs a very close second. In classical education, we talk about the canons of rhetoric. The five canons of rhetoric are in order, invention, arrangement, style, delivery, and memorization. The five canons of rhetoric are such a great tool for teaching critical thinking in the areas of languages and writing because they take students from a basic beginning place and move them through a systematic logical process of creating a great piece of writing or a presentation that is clear and concise. Critical thinking also improves our ability to comprehend what others are saying, expressing, and even meaning. Now, as any artist knows, critical thinking promotes creativity. Creativity promotes critical thinking. Stay tuned, because next month we'll be focusing on the soft skill of creativity. But seriously, think about creating something, anything, Even just painting a room requires critical thinking skills, and any problem you tackle requires some level of creativity. Thinking outside the box, understanding what a unique solution would be to complicated problems is what moves forward any new technology, invention, discovery, or even building project. Because we all know that a huge piece of deciding what to do is, again, also determining what not to do, selecting the best ideas, leaving others behind, setting them aside for later, or even modifying them as necessary to complete the mission or project or building. As I've said before, integrity is the king of soft skills, and this requires self reflection. Self reflection requires critical thinking, and it is what sets us apart from all other creatures. We've been given the ability to evaluate, modify, determine, and even change our attitudes, ideas, beliefs, values, and desires. Because of critical thinking, we can show empathy and compassion listen for understanding take another's perspective and live sacrificially and with maturity rather than being driven by passions emotions or even sin science itself is clearly fueled by critical thinking as the scientific method illustrates the scientific method includes five basic steps and a feedback loop you make an observation you ask a question You form a hypothesis or a testable explanation, you make a prediction based on the hypothesis, and then you test the prediction. And then you iterate, which means you perform it over and over again. You use the results from that to make a new hypothesis or form new predictions. Democracy too is based on critical thinking as it counts on and relies on a citizenry who can think critically about social issues, inform their decisions about governance, and overcome their personal biases and prejudices in favor of justice, mercy, and humility. Critical thinking allows one to develop foresight and predict the future impact of a decision. Implementing critical thinking allows one to take in information, integrate it with what one already knows and understands, and then predict outcomes and strategies. Now, critical thinkers are constantly building upon their knowledge and experience and integrating how that data and information can be used to develop, recognize, and predict patterns of knowledge and behavior. The ability to work in patterns can generally be understood in three specific groupings. Number one, object-related or body motion. This is your kinesthetic visual spatial learner. Number two, symbol-related. This is your logical mathematical musical, verbal, linguistic learner. And number three, person-related. And this is your interpersonal, intrapersonal, and existential learner. So as you can see, critical thinking is fantastically important across areas of expertise and subject areas, especially as we enter this fast-paced, tech-oriented, digital age of easy access to information. Some examples of the need for critical thinking across subject areas, here's just a few potential examples of critical thinking scenarios. How about a triage nurse who must evaluate which emergency room patient should be attended to first? Or a construction engineer drawing up plans for a bridge to be built the following spring? How about a debate student attempting to formulate a rebuttal? Or an electrician attempting to fix a faulty wiring? a mom determining the best educational opportunities for each child, or a teacher handling the gifted, autistic, and normal children in the same classroom. Young adults, as they navigate the needs of higher education with student loan debt, studying, working, graduating, graduate school, when to set a date with their significant other, or you, as you even contemplate what to make for dinner tonight. We use critical thinking all the time, every day. So, now that we understand what critical thinking is, how do we teach critical thinking? I have a list of several suggestions. Number one questioning, asking questions, and creating an environment where questions are welcome. In today's climate of studied indifference, the inquisitive questioner stands apart from the crowd. Our government school system doesn't really allow for questioning, and often those who question are treated as if they're dumb. But the most brilliant people I know are the insatiably curious questioners. Secondly, problem-based learning. Creating a learning environment that requires students to solve problems of all types. Solving problems requires analysis from the initial assessment of the problem through developing a plan, executing a plan, and evaluating the effectiveness of the plan. Third, thinking aloud. Allowing for talking through difficult problems, brainstorming, and wrestling through information. We do this in my lit and comp classes all the time. Good writing is good thinking, and we have to wrestle with ideas, concepts, and principles to really create good writing. Teaching our kids to wrestle with those thoughts audibly, in other words, thinking out loud, allows the brain to puzzle, hear, speak, and collaborate. Students are using far more neural pathways this way as they learn. Demonstrate thinking through problems. And we can also demonstrate that answers aren't always readily available. Sometimes we just have to wrestle and struggle. If we model the process of developing ideas, solutions, and brainstorming, we're going to put our kids ahead of the game. Active listening. My husband, Dr. David Nearing, will be doing an entire podcast this month on the importance of active listening what it entails and how to implement it. Listening well and critically allows us to develop and display empathy and compassion for others. Really hearing them, hearing their heart. Next, cooperative conflict resolution. When you have a problem that needs solved, Working together to get to a resolution. Now, a lot of times people use Matthew 18 as a way to try to get the person to agree with them, and then they feel like the conflict's been resolved. But that's not necessarily what good conflict resolution is about. We might have to do a whole separate podcast on that. Next, concept mapping. This is a great tool that allows for connected brainstorming. It's really an alternative to outlining, and concept mapping is used to describe an individual or group's ideas about a topic in a pictorial form. It's also called mental mapping, concept webbing, and it all results in a picture of an idea. You can Google concept mapping and come up with some great examples. Creating assessments that aren't just quizzes or tests allowing students to write papers, plays, poems, PowerPoints, creating with clay, drawing, developing trifolds, or even giving presentations. Creative assessment allows students to learn and synthesize information in new ways. It develops opportunities for individuals and groups to develop documents that reflect learning progress over time. So you could use minutes or journals, blogs, media productions, speeches, and again, presentations. Next, make your classroom um, space accommodate interaction. Obviously, there's a time and place for students to work independently, but there should also be good group interaction, small and large group interaction with groups of students and the teacher. If you're a homeschooler, definitely make time to talk together. We did this for years with a morning basket or afternoon reading. Just make time to spend where you're talking about big ideas out loud with your kids. Next, seize the moment. Gestalt your aha moments in learning. Tackle a controversial issue and look at all sides of it, striving to develop a mutual understanding from all sides, as well as looking at alternative ways of arriving at a resolution. Intentionally attack a current controversy or issue. Um, my kids and I have talked about the death penalty. We talk about abortion and these kind of things. And one good skill to teach your kids is a pro-con chart, but also a pro pro chart. So write down the pros of both sides. Next, teach your kids and train yourself to ask meta questions. Ask what the thing really is. Now, logical is the critical examination of the basic concepts of logic and an abstract meaning. What you see versus the truth behind it and how those two things intersect and overlap. For example, we toured Mount Vernon this summer. I've talked about it in previous podcasts and just loved being at Mount Vernon. We were astounded by the fact that the Washingtons were basically running a five-star hotel, serving over 600 guests a year. For all practical purposes, Mount Vernon was the White House prototype. Additionally, Martha Washington acted as the estate's steward, planning, prepping, executing, and managing an estate. In fact, learning about how the Washingtons expanded and managed their estate and their guests is a fantastic look at people who were exceptional critical thinkers as they laid the foundation for a democratic republic. Consider what feedback will contribute to your learners' understanding and development, and implement standards of evaluation that are clear to the student at the outset of the class. So, in other words, Creating a syllabus, telling your kids what they're going to learn, and then evaluating them so that you know that they've learned what you set out to teach them. Okay, also integrating new learning with what is already known. Integration is a big deal with critical thinking. Goals and objectives as well as the learning framework are clear. And then also the internalization of the knowledge is the goal. The importance of memory work is not overdone or dismissed, but it's not made the only thing. So if you haven't internalized the information, if you have to Google it, you don't really own it, and you also can't integrate as well as if you had it memorized. Learning also draws upon the teacher as well as fellow students using non-traditional avenues of learning and inquiry. The teacher isn't the sage on the stage. There's other ways of gaining and acquiring knowledge. Use multiple forms of teaching tools like lecture, inquiry, questioning. The demonstration of learning is integral to the learning process, so having some sort of assessment built in is going to be really important for the kids to really get critical thinking down. And then teaching students to implement pro-con charts as well as pro-pro charts, I've already talked about that, it teaches students to evaluate. What end results are we looking for as we work to develop our own and others' critical thinking abilities? Well, a well-developed critical thinker should be able to do the following. Raise vital questions and problems, formulate these issues clearly, and communicate them effectively. Be able to gather and assess relevant information using abstract ideas to interpret it effectively come to well-reasoned conclusions and solutions, testing them against relevant criteria and standards, and be able to open-mindedly, within alternative systems of thought, recognize and assess assumptions, implications, and consequences. Lastly, be able to determine solutions to complex problems, again, communicating that effectively with others. Indeed, critical thinking skills are far more predictive about making positive life choices than raw intelligence, according to a study led by Heather Butler. So critical thinking skills are vitally important for our kids as we prepare them for the future and for living a fulfilled life. So in the show notes, I'll list some ideas for curriculum ideas for teaching critical thinking skills. And as always, please download, share, and follow this podcast. Until next week, when we continue our discussion on critical thinking skills with a special guest, this is Lisa Nearing with True North Homeschool Academy. Thanks for listening.